Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Little Bit Quirky. I call this one Take It or Leave It because you probably have known someone who can dish it out, but they surely can never take it. That is why I tell them, take it or leave it. It all started after I had my six-month dental checkup. I normally call my visits to the dentist's office the three CHs. They check, they chat, they charge. But on this day, my dentist told me that one of my fillings needed to be replaced. Oh, after the bad news, I decided to add another word to my dentist CH trio. But it didn't start with CH, started with SH. I don't swear too often, but there are times that nothing else gets the let out. I really needed to get the let out in that moment. But my CH was followed by Ock. They shocked me. <laughs> Several short weeks later, I was back in the uneasy chair. As I sat there waiting for my dentist to come in, I couldn't stop thinking about the extra long needle and the dreaded drills. Back in the day, I'd never seen the needle or knew its intended target. Moi. In fact, I never knew there was a needle. Not until I was in my 30s. I had been clueless. What else can I tell you? And the first time I saw it and saw how long it was, I was petrified. I leaned away from the dock and asked, you're not going to put that big thing in my mouth, are you? My childhood dentist, Dr. Elman, he was the best. He used to hide the dagger behind his white coat, and he would ask me so very nicely to close my eyes. He would cover them with his left hand. His method was calming, but I now remember his hand smelled funny, like he had dipped it in liquor. I thought maybe he had to take a swig of something to calm himself down. I don't think I could have pulled the trigger on something like that. But maybe his anesthesia method helped him to do the difficult job. I wish my current dentist, Dr. D, would treat me like a child. I like the old way of pretending. In anticipation of what was yet to come, I squeezed my toes and stiffened. You'll feel a pinch, Dr. D said. My eyes opened so wide that I could actually feel my lashes fluttering against my eyelids. A pinch? Really? I choked back my thoughts to keep them inside of my head. It was a struggle to harness them in, but I knew I had to keep them in part or risk annoying Dr. D. But in my mind... The puncture and positioning of the shot of Novocaine certainly wasn't a pinch. The sensation was more like a gripping squeeze that took a hold of your nerve and flattened it to a half-life. And then, all of a sudden, your gum starts to swell. I thought I resembled a squirrel holding one big nut in the inside of my cheek, a lopsided version of the mumps. I had when I was little. And then, after they stick it to you, they leave you to sit all by yourself, all alone. 
You have to listen to the whirring behind the curtain, knowing that you're next. My hands were starting to sweat. I felt a hot flash coming on. I hadn't had one of those interruptive disturbances for many years. The doc came back, but this time he brought his tech with him. I suppose he saw my anxiety and wanted her as backup, kind of like Tonto and the Lone Ranger. They stick together in a crisis. How do you feel, he asked as he touched the inside of my gum to see if, oh, heck, I don't know. If I knew he had put his finger in my mouth, of course I knew what he had done. And it wasn't a good fit, either. His fingers were way too big for my mouth. Subconsciously, I held my foot on a make-believe brake, like when you're riding in a car with someone and they follow someone much too closely. You push hard on the floor to try to stop the moving vehicle that you're in but you have no control over the outcome. You're just along for the ride. The only thing that kept me in check was I had watched him wash his hands, and I finished counting 18, 19, 20. He had applied the 22nd rule. Good job, Doc. Open wide, he said. Why do dentists say that with a demonstration of their own mouth? I could see all of his teeth. Wow, he must have very long roots. And even though you try your best, they stretch your jaws further apart. If I could have opened my mouth any wider, I would have. Some people tell me I have a big mouth, but maybe I do and maybe I don't. Before I knew it, it was over. Amen. You'll be numb for about an hour, he told me. I blubbered. I couldn't manage to say the words correctly. And then he said goodbye. Go away. I had signed up for a meetup group that afternoon, and it was going to be held at a lo local pub. I figured by the time I arrived, the Novocaine would be worn off. I groaned when I got there. The parking lot turned out to be an issue. Around and around I went at least five times. Over the years, I discovered people are not particularly friendly when they want to take the spot that you've been waiting for. Blinkers don't matter. Leaning out the window and yelling, I saw it first, doesn't matter. I pulled out a partially eaten candy bar from my purse to offer a bribe, but when I held it in my hand, I changed my mind. Teeth marks and chocolate wouldn't be any help at all. I ended up finding a parking space the distance of three city blocks away. I never knew a parking lot turned corners. Did you know that? By the time I neared the rear, that sounds funny, near the rear entrance of the brewery, I saw a car's backup lights, and it looked as though they were winking at me. I was kind of insulted. Rockstar parking, and I had missed it. And then I saw two cars in a holding pattern. Each one was coming from the opposite direction. Obviously, they both wanted the spot. There was no doubt of that. 
and the challenge to claim it was about to begin. Who would be the survivor of the stall shaker test? A stylish young lady opened her door, stepped out, smiled, and waved at the older guy sitting in the other car. She gave him a flirtatious wave and gestured for him to go ahead and take it. Who does she think she's kidding, I thought. But the age-old ploy worked on the stupid guy. He leaned out of his window. You take it, sweetie pie. I wouldn't want you to have to walk too far in those fancy high heels. I pointed my flat sandal out in front of me. Dang it all. I knew I should have dressed better. In an effort to modify my look, I attempted to suck in my belly. An almost impossible task. Now, it was an impossible task. It resisted me big time. I gave up and let the middle roll return to its latest natural shape. They say that comfort is underrated. Oh, no, it's not. It was supposed to be a casual event, and that worked for me. I didn't care much to get all showy nowadays. I bet that sounds lazy, but I wasn't on the troll. I guess that's what they're calling it now, trolling. But you certainly could spot the trollers, men and women alike. They always had their eyes glued on the door, looking for new fishes. Is there such a word as fishes? I'm not sure, but I think there's a website called, Do You Want to Go Fishing With Me? Maybe you can Google it if you're interested. Say, I wonder if you have to have a fishing pole to go on a date. I don't own a fishing pole, so I guess that lets me off the hook. Oh, ho, smack a doodle, do or a fishy or two. Oh, boy, moving on. I walked up to the bar and ordered a Pinot Grigio, house blend, of course, and walked over to a small group of people standing at a long countertop. No chairs. One of the guys leaning on the counter turned around. Oh, for Pete's sake, I thought. It was the guy from the parking lot, Mr. Macho, or so I'm sure he thought he was Mr. Macho. He was dripping in gold and silver. Minutes later, it all blew up. When I took my first sip of wine, I could feel it dribble down my chin and neck. And I do think that some of the liquid might have been airborne. And guess who it landed on? Mr. Dripping in Gold. <laughs> this was a state of dangerous affairs. A two-edged sword. A two-edged sword. Whoa, I didn't see that thought coming. I even got the best of me. Crazy. Didn't take more than five seconds for him to mumble something and rush off to drier pastures. Moo, moo. Really? You don't want to talk to me because I kind of spit at you? <laughs> oh, well, I wasn't going to shine his boots. Do you think I am being too critical? I don't mean to be. I just feel that I'm too old for pitter-patter. I can't move fast anymore, and I surely don't want to have to spring into action. At that moment, I was annoyed at my dentist for telling me that I would be numb for only an hour.
and at the parking lot, stall stalkers, and at that dude. Don't worry about him, a gal in the group said. He's a humdinger. You probably scared him. I couldn't tell if she said humdinger or humdigger or hummer. My left ear was kind of numb, I think. I'm not sure. One thing was for certain. Her words had triggered a memory that I had deposited in the upstairs bank. Ka-ching, ka-ching. Years ago, I had dated a guy who I thought was pretty buff and kind of cool. One night when we were out dancing, he told me, out of thin air, you scare me. I kid you not, those were his exact words. My face could not have looked more pickled. I scare you, I said, with a question mark. I didn't mean anything by it, and that was the end of it for him. It was around the time of Halloween, and a friend of mine was hosting a costume party in his airplane hangar. I invited Bob to come. I told him to dress up and to meet me there. The night of the party, I put together a cowgirl outfit. I bought a kid's play pony, you know, the old ones with the wooden pole and the mane hanging down off the top of it, and dug out my Christmas lights. All in all, I was pretty pleased with my costume. I was so excited for Bob to see me. I had a plan. When I saw him saunter into the hangar, I stayed close to the wall. I needed to be close to an outlet. And when he came close to me, I plugged in the Christmas tree lights that I had wrapped around myself. And I lit up like a Christmas tree. I leaned forward and smiled mockingly and said, Do I scare you now? I wish that frog would jump right out of my throat. You're going to electrocute yourself, he yelled, and he yanked the cord out of the socket. I put my hand on my hip and said, Don't you like my costume? I'm the electric cowgirl. Get it? He stared at me cross-eyed, and then I understood. He could give it, but he certainly couldn't take it. I grabbed my kitty horsey, and with my cowgirl hat in hand, I waved it at him and said, Yippee-ki-yay! As you might have figured, that was the end of Bob. He stormed out, and I never dated him again. But what a night! I had such fun running around the hangar with my imaginary horse, yelling, Giddy up and yee-haw! Several of my friends grabbed whatever they could find, and we all galloped around the hangar until we could gallop no more. I must tell you that this took place on Halloween many moons ago. I finished my wine at the brewery without spitting or drooling, a tough thing to do. But it had turned out to be a good night after all. I met some nice people and I will sign up for another. Look out for that episode. It's going to be pretty good. When I got into my vehicle, I pulled out my mangled candy bar from my purse, took a bite of it and thought, yum, life is good. Life is real. Go for it. A quote I would like to share that Seems fitting. 
My advice to you is not to inquire why or hither, but just enjoy your ice cream while it's still on your plate. Thornton Wilder I hope you have enjoyed this episode of A Little Bit Quirky. You might want to sign up for podcast notifications so you don't miss the next one. It's called It's a Humdinger, and it really is. Until then, my friends, embrace yourself, embrace one another. Thank you.